Benson is with us coming up in just a second here. But first, we want to give away uh, tickets. We have tickets that were given away all week long to Brewers Winter Warm-Up. It takes place on Saturday, the 13th, and it's really cool. It's going to be autograph signings. Players are going to be there. The new manager is going to be there. A show is going to take place. It's really cool. It's at the Miller Life Theater, and you have the chance to win tickets right now. The Miller High Life Theater on Saturday, the 13th. A pair of tickets we've given away all week long. Let's give away the tickets to caller number 9. The Old National Bank talking text lines 855-616-1620. Caller number 9, you win the tickets. Good luck. All right, let's bring in Charles Benson, chief political reporter and anchor at TMJ4. Charles, good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Hey, good afternoon. Great to I've be with you guys. I've been waiting to talk to you because I want you to try to simplify this for us. It's about <laughs> gerrymandering, the gerrymandering case, which is now before the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The Wisconsin Supreme Court said, yeah, the uh, boundaries are not good enough, and you need to go back talking to the legislature and the governor and figure this out, or we will figure it out. I talked to somebody who today who said, you know, elections have consequences. Republicans won the election. They should be able to make their own maps. But this seems to be an extreme case Take us inside where we're at and what we know. All right. Well, it's interesting you use the term gerrymandering because that's what we've heard a lot over the last couple of years. We heard that the maps were unfair, that they gave Republicans an advantage, that they were gerrymandered. But, you know, when you look at the majority's opinion here, and this is the new four liberal uh, justices or the new court now that leans liberal, uh, that came up with the conclusion that simply says, and I mean, if you were to oversimplify their conclusion to throw out the maps. It comes down to this. It says, quote, given the language in the Constitution, the question before us is straightforward. When legislative districts are composed of separate detached parts, do they consist of contiguous territory? We conclude they do not. So that is what they're saying in simplistic terms, that about half or more than half of the assembly seats and more than half of the Senate seats, the assembly and Senate seats don't meet this definition of contiguous territory. But having said that, they then say, all right, we, we're going to sit up two lanes here to redraw maps. The legislature, which is their primary role, they are now going to be asked to redraw the maps and have the governor agree to whatever the new maps might look like. Is that possible? Can that happen? We haven't seen any movement on that front. The second process is what the court is calling the remedial process, and they have already moved in that direction. In fact, they told both sides in this lawsuit, you must present to us by January 12th, that's a week from tomorrow, to have your own set of maps here that we can now begin down this road and this process of deciding what the legislative maps should look like in the event that the lawmakers and the governor do not come to an agreement on new maps. And by the way, the deadline for that is March 15th. But John, I just want to tell you, I mean, I spent the Christmas time, the week off, reading through 200 plus pages of this agreement. And by the way, the majority opinion is in the first 50. The dissenting judges, including Justice Ziegler, who's the chief justice, her dissenting opinion was 90 pages, so far more than what the majority wrote. But out of these 200 pages, two words jumped out at me in the majority opinion, and they are partisan impact. The 
the justices will look at the partisan impact of these new maps. And this is what's going to be interesting on how they define partisan impact. What does that mean for Republicans and Democrats or independents? How will they look at these new maps that are being proposed by both sides? They've hired consultants, outside experts to try to drill down on this. But this now really puts the state Supreme Court in the driver's seat on how these new maps might look like. Again, the caveat here is if the legislature and the governor do not come up with new maps by March 15th. And Charles, you've known me for roughly 20 years. I I'm a rather simple man, and I have a simple question. Why can't the maps just follow municipal lines? Uh, Because when you have 72 counties uh, and difference between, you know, how they all work out, because you have 72 counties, but you have 33 Senate districts, okay? Uh, And out of those 33 Senate seats, there are 99 assembly seats within those 33. So, uh, yes, it does sound like why can't it be that simple? Um, but apparently it is not that simple. And, and by the way, when we talk about these contiguous, the term contiguity or contiguous, it's really been in the maps for decades. It's not something that just recently came up uh, by the Republicans when they were redrawing the maps. I want to ask you a political question related to this, Charles. So the court says legislature draw maps that the governor will agree to and we don't get involved. If you're the governor, why would you agree to any map that the Republicans might draw knowing that the left-leaning court will do the maps if you don't agree to what Republicans want? You know, I think you make a fair point there. Um, I I think what's going to be interesting here is if we get a sneak preview of what these early maps are from both sides. Or uh, one thing we haven't talked about here is what does the U.S. Supreme Court do? Do they weigh in on this? And one of the challenges there, if because even Republican Speaker Voss said th- the final decision will rest with the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, there's one thing to be said about that. But look, a lot of this has to do with the state law, the state constitution. And it's been sort of the practice of the U.S. Supreme Court not to intervene on issues that just apply to the state constitution. Now, one can make an argument that there are some things that are happening within this lawsuit that maybe the U.S. Supreme Court could look at, but it is fraught with so many things. And the bottom line here is that it has an enormous impact on what the political landscape will look like here in 2024, especially when it comes to the makeup of the assembly and the Senate. Does it really change? Do Republicans lose their dominance? Do Democrats somehow gain more seats here? I mean, all of that is unknown until we start seeing how the maps are drawn and what they will look like. The bottom line, do they make them more competitive in the sense that a Republican or a Democrat would have a better chance of winning? But how do you do that, especially in places like Dane County, where 80, 90 percent of Democrats or voters vote for Democrats? And then places in upper the northwest part of the state were solid red counties. I mean, how do you break them up to make them more competitive? It's an enormous challenge. And the Supreme Court is now going to be in the position here to ultimately decide, again, if lawmakers can't. Boy, this is interesting stuff. TMJ4's chief political reporter, Charles Benson. Charles, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I hope it helped. It did. It definitely did.